0: Hi Zwifters, I'm Simon Schofield And this is the Zwiftcast You want Zwifty news and chat, you're in the right spot Coming up this episode Garmin buys tax for a rumoured €170 million Euros. This is a big deal But what might it mean for Zwift and Zwifters? World choice What are Zwifters actually up to? Now they've got the option Women's Super League kicks off in Koblenz, with Zwift All-Stars leaving the pros for dead. And a tonne of Zwifty news, chat and gossip. Let's go with episode 61. Flippin' Eck. And as well as Matt, we have poised, like coiled springs, ready to dispense opinion and wisdom in equal measure. My with casters Shane Miller and Nathan Guerra.
1: G'day mate, how's it going? It's still nice and warm down here. Summer is in full swing and we have another heat wave this week. So actually I've been indoors a bit because it's been pretty hot. I keep reading Shane.
0: I mean I read an opinion piece. In a newspaper, uh, it was an Australian writer in Australia saying that Australia this year is like hotter than hell and like borderline uninhabitable this summer. I mean, is that you know typical newspaper columnist overstatement, or you know are we are we seeing are we going to see a retreat from your great country at some point in the near future?
1: No, that's pretty much the case, and that's that's how we do like it. So it uh, keeps the tourists away or in minimum numbers at this time of year. So that's no, pretty good, but up north there's actually floods because it's the wet season. So we have everything in Australia at this time of year so uh, hmm, lots of Zwifting going on too though
0: and yo dude my friend Nathan Guerra um, the Midwest of course freezes Uh, happily you have no Polar Vortex at the moment but you're responding with a number I notice of uh, big big long five hour rides and stuff inside you're really serious about racing again this year it looks like to me
2: are you like spying on me or something (laughs) Simon what's happening here Uh, so it's just whatever it takes I mean if you're gonna if I'm gonna show up to racing I'm not going to show up to be off the back. That's just how it works. I mean, I don't really ride my bike for fun. I never did. I ride my bike because I want to win. I was always there for the competition. Even when I was little, like when my dad first got me on, I was on two wheels when I was two, literally uh, no training wheels. And immediately it was to a racetrack. So I guess that's just kind of in me. So Five-hour rides is what it takes If you want to lose weight and get fast you've got to bring the volume up So I'm excited though Oof,
0: you're, you're scaring me a bit there, Nathan I don't ride my bike for fun Oh my goodness <laughs> me
2: Winning is fun, Simon Winning is fun <laughs>
0: uh, I need a bit of fun in my life um, My bike riding is kind of fun at the moment I um, Comical fun, actually So slowly it's comical But anyway, right All right, here we go Let's get going with episode 61 <laughs> Okay, let's kick off with some discussion of what is, and I use this word without exaggeration, a seismic development in the trainer world. The merger, takeover deal, call it what you will, of Garmin and tax. Let's keep things really simple. Garmin has bought tax. Nobody saw this coming, and it dropped like a proper bombshell a few days ago. Flippin' heck. Quite so, Matt. Flippin' heck indeed. So I called up Ray
3: Maker to get his take. Seismic or not? No, I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty much spot on. I think, um, I can't think of another, another change, another acquisition that we've had in recent years that is as big of a deal as, as this. As this is pretty massive in terms of not just the direction of, of tax or the direction of Garmin, but the direction of the industry and where things might be going forward from here. Could this then be a catalyst
0: for Zwift to enter the hardware business, by which I mean make their own trainer? Ray is in little doubt.
3: And when you talk to every trainer company uh, in the world that I've talked to, which is all of them, all of them kind of believe that same thing, that it's only a matter of time before Zwift wants to get into the hardware business to have end-to-end control, because that's something that they look at Peloton and the success that Peloton's had, and, and a large part of that is because Peloton owns the entire experience. Okay. So how, who and when,
0: they're the three big questions. How is pretty simple. With all that new cash in the bank, Swift just buy a trainer company. So who? Not wahoo, probably. They're too big and likely not in the mood to sell at the moment. But the other two? Elite and Cyclops look very vulnerable now. I mean, do you think it's out of the question that Swift could, oh, I don't know,
3: by Elite? No, I think I think both of them would be prime targets right now for that, uh, without question. in my mind. I think Cyclops slightly more than more than Elite. Um, you know, certainly Cyclops is in a, in a definitely the roughest position out of all the trainer companies, all the majors, if you will. And it's not that they're doing anything wrong, right? That's probably a really key thing to understand. They're not developing bad products. They're just not developing new products. Um, when you go out like they did this past year in Eurobike just you know nine months or so ago, whatever it was, and basically just put out a new colored trainer, right? They simply took their, their previously um, black and yellow trainer and made it grayish black and called that a new version. Um, that's that's not gonna not gonna work anymore, not gonna work when every other trainer is quiet. And so I think they're in a tough spot there. I think they are incredibly ripe for acquisition by by Zwips. The same is true as well of, of elite, less slow elite, because the fact that um, if Swift were to acquire Elite, they would have to deal with the water bottle side of Elite, which is just as big um, from their business standpoint as you know taxes, and they'd have to deal with some of the other things that Elite does uh, that that make it a little a little less appealing. I'm, I'm assuming also Elite would go for a much higher price tag than than Cyclops would.
0: So that's how and who maybe. How about when?
3: I will be blown away if we don't see Zwift acquire someone by, by Eurobike or at least by the end of the year. Um, it, just, it just makes so much sense at this point. And I think if you turn your attention back to Zwift and their, their aspirations to be more Peloton-like, uh, it just makes a ton of sense. Zwift to buy Cyclops by
0: August then. Could happen, though only those attending Zwift board meetings are likely to know for sure. Let's say it did happen. How might this affect Zwifters? Because while all the corporate manoeuvrings may be fascinating, what listeners are most likely interested in is how the corporate jockeying may affect them. One idea is that Zwift may make certain features available only to those on a Zwift trainer, just like tax do now with Roadfield or Wahoo do now with their Climb.
3: The concern within the the, later, the greater trainer industry is that Zwift will offer features that are only available uh, to people that are on this particular hard- hardware platform. So Zwift will go in and say, hey, here's our new Zwift bikers of trainer. And if you want to race, that's only available on this particular platform or only these certain requirements. And so one of the things they've talked about is that they will likely in 2020 establish requirements, um, hardware particular requirements around racing. Uh, and so with that backstory, you look at that and go, well, this is an opportunity where Zwift's not likely going to say, hey, if you want to use Zwift, you have to have a Zwift trainer. Zwift will probably start off kind of small and say, hey, if you want to use Zwift in a certain scenario or this new feature or this new thing, you're going to have to have Zwift Swift hardware, there, there are plenty of examples out there where companies start to kind of build these small ecosystems that um, are reliant on you purchasing more stuff from them uh, in order to kind of build up that next, next level.
0: Now, it must be said that this is very far from certain, and even if it did happen, it's a long way down the road. But Ray is fairly certain
3: that one day it will. At no point has WIFT come along and said, "Hey, hey, Ray, hey, DCR, uh, we have no plans to do that." Uh, I mean, usually when something um, like that happens and a company, you know, definitely disagrees with it, they would say something. They would issue a statement. They would say, "Hey, just want to clarify with you, we have no plans to do that, etc." Uh, and at no point have they they said that. So to me, that kind of that kind of puts that out there is um, that's a very real possibility since they they certainly haven't declined uh, any part of that that story or any part of that. that line of thinking. Uh, So again, kind of solidifying a little bit of what Zwift might be looking at doing uh, down the road. What
0: Zwift might be looking at down the road. Well, uh, this is what keeps the cast in business, eh, fellas? We'll move on to discuss some other aspects um, shortly. But before we do, Shane, that scenario just sketched out there by Ray, where Zwift would only enable certain features if you bought a Zwift trainer. And I, you know, we've got to say on this, this is a long, long, long way down the road, a long way down the road, but but, but visible. I mean, how likely is, is that in your view of, of happening?
1: Oh, Look, it's a hard one because we do see that with uh, the Neo, the Neo 2 and the road feel. I don't think it will be due to trying to get people to buy their hardware. It may be features that are only enabled through the hardware, through the new technologies and the advancements of the new trainers that are out there or the new bikes. So quite a possibility. Um, look, we're really going to have to see. It's all total speculation now. Uh, the question around Zwift becoming a hardware company has been thrown around quite a bit. Um, I've had a bit of a think about this. I think Zwift are already a hardware company. They own Milestone. They own the rights to the Virtua Pro Bike or some licensing there. So they, are already a, they already are there. They're a hardware company. They just don't have the bike hardware yet. So it's inevitable, I think. Um, But how they execute that in the market, mm, exciting times. That's all I can say. We're going to get some new tech, no doubt, in the future. What are we going to be writing?
0: Mm. But but you're with Ray. You do feel – that you know, it's an inevitability that Zwift will one day own a trainer company and have a Zwift trainer.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, looking at the Peloton model, looking at all the other models, there's a lot of money in spin bikes. If you can do it right, stages themselves have like hundreds of thousands of stages bikes out there in spin studios already. They're a cycling company. They're making a lot of money from that. What bike are the same? So Peloton. There's a few others out there. So I, I think it's going to be a, a, a revenue stream that Zwift will be looking at, and if they can make something that appeals to both the spin spin class people, the speed studios, which are one and the same, and us as hardcore cyclists and triathletes, I think they'll be onto something.
0: Say, it's, it is hard to see beyond them. Not doing that. I mean it really is, I have to say. Anyway, we're, we're obviously we obviously we you know the the focus of our discussion on this big big deal between tax and garmin ought to be Zwift because you know we're the Zwift cast and people are interested in what happens on Zwift. But but we do need to look a little bit wider. So let let let's do that right now. Um I mean Shane, both you and I have been to Holland and, and been to Tax and met the people. I mean there's a really distinct culture there. It's very non hierarchical, very quirky. I mean no, you know, there are no bosses apparently. Um, I don't really like national stereotypes thing but but the the Dutch they really are a supremely laid-back nation. Now you know neither laid-back nor quirky are kind of attributes that you often find I don't think at least anyway in American listed corporations culture. Do you think there's going to be a big culture clash here?
1: oh that's a very good question because there are two di- very very different cultures um you know, the american side the dutch side uh as you said tax is very welcome very family owned laid back um i've been to their headquarters three or four times now and uh you sit down you're welcomed you meet the owners and then the original owners and yeah, how that's going to mix, I'm not quite sure. I don't think it's going to be a problem for anybody, especially at the consumer level. But as a corporation, it might be a little different if Garmin come in and start making uh, people work uh, more American, mm-hmm. if that's the term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I do think it'd be much of a problem. It's just a, one of those corporate things. Always takes place when yeah. two companies yeah. merge. And,
0: and I mean, they may continue to run tax as you know, as a brand, and 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 leave it to have its own its own culture. I mean, you know, in many ways, it's been very successful. Um, okay, next little kind of subtopic coming off that, off this. And Nathan, sorry to exclude you from the conversation on this, but I, I do feel it's probably Shane's <laughs> natural area of expertise here. Um, Shane, do you think that, you know, I mean, Garmin are an unbelievably wealthy company. They're just on a completely different scale from anything we know in, in indoor cycling. You know, they've got money to invest. Could they put some of that money towards reviving tax software ambitions? I mean, we are old enough and ugly enough to remember tax trading software, which, you know, was the Zwift before Zwift. Let's not mm-hmm. forget that. I mean, it wasn't particularly good, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but it, uh, it kind of worked in a, in a kind of way. Um, it failed for lots, lots and lots of reasons. But, but you know, it, it was a Zwift before Zwift in a way. Um, so that expertise does exist within tax. Do you think Garmin could come along to tax and say, okay, we think, ta- you know, we think Zwift needs a really serious competitor. Here's a shed load of money. Build something to challenge Zwift.
1: They could try, but they won't succeed in doing exactly that. The reason I say this is because you'll have to build something the same as Zwift and better again to get people to move over. And at the moment, I think that the void that Zwift filled was people want to train online, use all this indoor connectivity we now have and online social networks, and they want to find their little group to ride with. Zwift has just soaked all of those people up and given them that experience. For Garmin to come along, everyone's already soaked up. Everyone already has that experience provided. The one thing they could do is come along and fill another niche or another need or another area that either hasn't been invented yet, be that 3D or uh, true immersiveness or something like that. I'm not quite sure. We've got to spitball these things. Um, Tax have done a lot of work on their real riding videos lately. There's a lot of newer, new versions of those coming out. Um, maybe continuing to develop those to have their own software because all the other trainer companies will be cool, have their own software. Um, other companies have their own software utilities Um Yeah, I don't think they will challenge Zwift at all, much like Garmin Connect just doesn't challenge Strava. Exactly.
0: That's the exact parallel, isn't it? Because as you say they've got to build a service that's better then they have to migrate everybody across and if you look at the um you know i don't know when you last talked to your mates about a connect segment um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they do exist they do I, exist yeah i've not had that conversation with my cycling buddies recently you know so so uh, i mean strava trying to to uh, sorry get Garmin trying to out Strava, Strava with, with Connect just simply simply didn't work. I, th- I think that would be a very good parallel if they tried to out Swift. Swift. Okay, next one. Um, we know Tax have got, well, we think it's almost ready. I've got written down here on my script, it's almost ready. I mean, we've got to believe it's almost ready, but they have an almost ready smart bike. Now, that could conceivably slot into a sort of Peloton type model. So Garmin might they could, you know, launch a kind of Peloton challenger. I mean, there's enough expertise and resource there between the two companies. It's the hardware, uh, as we know, plenty of cash. I mean, you know, I'm not sure we're going to see lots of advertising with um, yummy mummies with their bike set up on the deck of their beautiful chalet home against a backdrop of snow-capped mountains and jiggly waterfalls um, because Garmin aren't very good at that kind of thing but but you see what I mean here I mean that wouldn't be welcome news in Long Beach I don't think if that happened.
1: Yeah you've absolutely nailed it and that's that's aiming at another niche or another area not competing directly with Zwift but doing something off to the side maybe even better because we know how big Peloton are they are huge so let's just say Garmin mm-hmm. has. That already The wheel is already turning for that Um, as the bike can come in, slot straight into there. They've just got themselves a smart bike already that looks pretty good. Again, we still haven't seen the production units, but it's promising. Um, It just takes a bit of software, but then it comes into the service delivery side of things. And again, that's where Peloton do it really, really well. I always praise their service delivery of their presenters are well-lit, well-spoken, well-motivated, well-trained. They become superstars in their own right. Um, Could Garmin do that? No, I'm not quite sure they're a company to build superstars, but hey, look—you never know. And that—that's definitely they, they an can
0: buy it. They can buy it, though, Shane. They can buy it. I mean, that's mm, just you know, that's just good. TV, that's just good TV production, and and you, you know, you could see these kind of superstar trainers being kind of, um, yep. Yeah trainers uh, whatever the term is for uh, presenters trainers motivators um, yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> i mean you could see some kind of transfer market for them where you know huge bucks was paid to to move them from one company to another um interesting mm. yeah interesting okay last one on this then um i know you're still there nathan we're coming back to you shortly but last one on this um The product line at Tax, I mean, surely we see some changes there. It is a bit of a mess, to be honest. I mean, the Neo is an absolute class act, no doubt. You know, still class leading for me. Um, Flux is sort of a bit of a mushy middle, and the wheel on offerings, frankly, they're a bit of a mess. Um, I'd like to see that whole product line cleaned up streamlined that that surely is the kind of thing Garmin would concentrate on
1: yeah I'd really hope so um, yeah, as you said the wheel on offerings from tax I think there's three four five six seven of those to choose from um, it really mm. needs to slim that down uh, for the neo itself um, I just want a native throw axle on the neo I've been putting my bike on and off the neo all week with the little adapter with my new throw axle bike and I'm like oh god this is a bit of a pain so hopefully we'll see some changes there but look I don't predict we'll see anything in the next six months maybe not even the next 12 months i think it will have to wait through till eurobike this year to really find out where this relationship is going between the two because we do know tax have the biggest stand there at eurobike well actually wahoo was pretty big this year too or last year so i think we might see some announcements there as for new products i don't think we'll see a neo 3 or anything new just yet because these two are going to have to get to know each other first but my question is, is the Neobike going to be called the Geobike, given Garmin and, their, and will they do a turn-by-turn navigational thing for the bike itself that goes nowhere? I mean, these are the questions we need answered. So it's going to be – it's exciting times. It really is. Seeing two like, successful companies merge to take things forward, um, I'm excited about it. I really am.
0: Yeah, and and, and I'm not going to apologise for devoting so much time on the Zoukas to this because, it, I mean, and the word I used was seismic. It is seismic. I mean, it's a slow earthquake, as you say, and I think you're absolutely right. I don't think we'll see much of anything happening of note in the next six to nine months, but this really is a big deal which will have... Long-term impact in the indoor trainer market. Okay, one final little tidbit: a Dutch newspaper. I have no idea whether this is true. Dutch newspaper claims to have found out what it costs for Garmin to buy tax, and they're quoting a figure of one hundred and seventy million euros. We have absolutely no way of finding out whether this is correct, but it's interesting. Right then, back to as uh, with proper world choice. What the Flipping heck. is going on, fellas? It seems completely random. I mean, sometimes the worlds are equally split. Sometimes the default world, where not what Utopia is overrun, and Utopia is virtually empty, which seems weird. Richmond. I mean, Richmond has been packed. Is this progressing as as anybody thought it might do? And Nathan, any insight here into what's going on?
2: my only guess is that zwift is using certain worlds for more events at certain times since it seems mm. like it's it seems like it's someone's choosing for lots of cyclists to go to one place or it is just totally random and people just happen to be going one place or another but my only guess is that there is some sort of force and that force is zwift itself Choosing where they're going to um, put a lot of the events for to, to populate, I don't know, a world or for some reason they just want everything to kind of be on London or they want everything to be on Watopia, whatever it might be, uh, for the events that might be getting scheduled on that date. That's my only. I have otherwise, I have no idea what's going on. We all thought that Motopia mm-hmm. was going to be get- the thing, and the guest world would get kind yeah. of some percentage, but it's been. All over the place. Tons of people, no people, Wattopia, the other, whatever. It's it's definitely random.
0: Completely random. That's an interesting idea. I'd not really thought of that. What you think there could be some behind the scenes tinkering going on, what, to try to keep numbers relatively balanced between the two worlds?
2: It might just be an efficiency thing. Like it's easier to just schedule yeah. on one world today. Okay, we'll just schedule everything on. The, I think it might be that simple. That it isn't even like some mastermind plan to make worlds look more popular or less popular, or like some sort of popular. Yeah, it's not popularity content. So I think it might it might just be today we're just going to schedule a lot of stuff for London because that's easy. Like it might be that uh, that simple. Unless yeah. a event promoter requests something other, they um, you know they just. So I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I haven't scheduled events in a long time, so I don't know how the process has changed over the years. It, um, I have a feeling that it might have uh, be a little bit more involved now. So there, I know that there is a process for scheduling events with uh, with the community, but I'm not, I would need more information to be able to answer that better, actually.
0: Yeah. Shane, I mean, there's, there's a theory abroad that actually – uh, this is just people de- just, just taking the default option. I mean, and, and what's happening is is completely explicable by, you know, the vast majority of Zwifters looking at that screen and thinking, well, actually, they probably don't even think I can't be bothered messing around with that. I would normally have said I can't be asked dicking around with that, but you know what I mean, <laughs> um, and just gone with the default option. But 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 even that wouldn't kind of explain some of the weird things we're seeing.
1: Yeah, look, I don't know. We were called out. I I think it was aimed towards our general direction as the Zwift experts got it wrong because we all said, well, I definitely said, and the numbers indicated last time that um, when we spoke about this, it was going to be about a 90-10 split. And I said, Mm. look, that's the numbers that I was seeing. Now, that was late January. So here's my theory on where I was coming from with that. Late January, Watopia was still in the rotation of the calendar. So it came up as the default So when people logged in, they're like, oh, what next, next, next. They weren't aware of that new feature. So the days that I was checking and it was a 90% on Watopia, 10% on world whatever, um, I think that explains that. But now Watopia is never in the rotation of the calendar. I've not seen Watopia come up as default on my screen. So I'm not quite sure. But, yeah, Nathan's right. We're seeing a bit of a flip-flop between the two. We're seeing numbers here, numbers there. Um, the Richmond surprises the heck out of me. What's going on there? Yeah. Who, what, Richmond, <laughs> really? I mean, 2015, I was I was a teenager back then. I had hair back in 2015. That's so long ago. No, it's, it's a good race course, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know.
0: No, I, well, I, strangely enough, well, I, we had a bit of kind of, um, uh, we sometimes have a little informal chat with um, with HQ in between the Zwiftcasts, and um, my reading of, of that little chat was they don't know either, actually. <laughs> 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 that You know, there are some things going on here that can't be easily explained, and I don't mean that in a weird way, I just mean that... You know, it's not—it's not quite progressing in the way that, that everybody thought it might. Maybe, maybe the only person who's not surprised is John Mayfield.
1: You know, I do, I'm just imagining seeing a big lever on John Mayfield's desk, and he just pulls it one way; it goes to one world. He pushes it the other; it goes to the other world. he just sits there and goes, <laughs> "No, this way now." <laughs> <laughs> and pulls the lever. So that's what I think is happening. It's got to be.
0: <laughs> do you think he's? Stro- do you think he's stroking a white cat at the same time as he does that?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the lever is called the curator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's got to be. Oh, don't start that again. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. All right. Well, before we get to the launch of the Women's Super League Racing Series, um, let's just talk about a mysterious little clip of something we didn't recognise, which I'm not even quite sure where this comes from. Somewhere deep in the code, I think. And is apparently called World Zero. And, of course... Um, It's our old friend Jonathan Levy from Zwift Hype. He's been rooting around deep in the files again. Good old Jonathan. He does it so we don't have to. Um, And he found this and posted it. I mean, it's obviously Zwift, but it doesn't look to be, well, it's clearly not any of the existing worlds. There's been some speculation it's early work on the Yorkshire course, or should I say a possible Yorkshire course for the UCI Worlds next year. But that seems pretty early to me. I mean, you know, I can't. Maybe they have started of work on it that early, but it seems very early to me. Although there was a kind of big rock formation thing, which was redolent of a couple of very well-known Yorkshire landmarks, must be said. But, you know, there's rocks all over the world. Shane, we do know there's an extension due in Watopia kind of about now-ish. Um, what's, your, what's your betting on what we're getting
1: uh, I haven't heard anything official, but I have been watching a few YouTubers. There's a uh, certain triathlon YouTuber who did visit Zwift HQ a few weeks back and did say there was going to be a flat time trial course. Yeah. That's all yeah. I've got. Yeah. That's all I've got. Or a, an addition to world. Yeah. So yeah. flat yeah. time trial edition. That's all we know. That's all F- I've said.
0: Flattish, good for t- good, good for testing. I'd, I'd kind of heard that as well. Possibly, Possibly with a climb into it. Anyway, um, I could ask you to speculate, Nathan, but I think you're probably just going to say the same thing. So let's talk about something more interesting. This boy, Levy, I mean, how does he get this stuff? And is he right to blast it all over social media? Um, I mean, does this uh, happen? I speak with no authority whatsoever about this world. Does this happening in the wider gaming world, this kind of thing?
2: Well, okay, on the right thing, okay, whether or not he ought to... It is anything that's on my computer, I own, uh, unless I've signed something otherwise. I'm not sure it says anything in.
1: Like a terms of service. Yeah, in the terms
2: of service. Once I download Zwift and I have the game and I go looking through the files, because I'm assuming he's looking through buried files that are on, you know, in the program, or if there's some sort of public facing server somewhere or something that has files somewhere that's old. I don't know where, you know, there, there could be something like that too.
0: To be clear to people who are not already in this rabbit hole, you know, it, uh, Jonathan seems to be rooting around on stuff that Zwift sent to his machine.
2: Yeah, and they send to everyone's machine, though. This is on everyone's machine.
0: Exactly, on everyone's machine. He He's not, like, hacking into Long Beach to do this.
2: No, not at all. And so since it's already with the game client, then why wouldn't it, Everybody has access to it. So it's not on him. It's on Zwift to not have things in the game client that we aren't supposed to see, you know, like, and, you know, yeah, some sort of uh, encryption or, yeah, like, like Llamas saying there. So um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. And uh, if they don't want things going out there, then it should get uh, locked down a little bit more, you know, and it does happen in the gaming world Um, uh, here and there. Usually, those kind of leaks, though, are not really leaks. Like it was like on purpose. So, um,
0: well, that's the next question. That's, you know, if it's so easy to find, why, and they don't want it to be, why is it? Well, maybe for a reason. I don't know. Exactly. And and we
2: don't see it getting shut down. So it's almost kind of building exactly what the name of the page is hype. So, I mean, you know, people start seeing these little hints of stuff. And then there's stuff that he's doing that's like not real at all like i mean there's like there's the the ride where supposedly there was customization on zwift and it was to me it looked like obs you know with multiple layers trying to make it look like he was customizing zwift but um that stuff it just i don't know i i think it's funny but at the same time there's lots of people who think it's totally real because they don't know that background and i'm like uh that brugs me a little bit like, like, well, let's, let's be, I don't know, whatever. It's fun, but at the same time, I'm like, well, these people are like, yet mad it's with me because they're like, where is this? I want it. And then it starts turning discord, and I don't like discord. Like, that's that bugs me a little bit. But whatever, it's fun still, too.
0: Shane, I think you've got a slightly different view of our boys' antics, haven't you? I think you're a little bit more headmasterly about this.
1: Uh, yeah, what I can and will say about this will be limited due to the um, – nature of people emailing me uh, litigious information from law firms. <laughs> in, uh... No, look, there is a terms and service there and all of this, uh, all of these actions are covered, definitely covered by the terms and services of Zwift. Um, if you dive into those, there's a number of things about, um, you know, who owns the game code, what looking into disclosure and all that sort of stuff or modifying. I think the main one is modifying the game experience or doing anything like that because potentially that could harm either server side and bring everyone down. Zwift's now no longer a game as such. There's now no longer five people online there's five thousand people online and if you were tinkering on something and either dosed the server or took down the server accidentally because of something you're doing on the you know, the client side that's all on you and you've impacted many many thousands of people so depending so on what you're
0: saying so what you're saying is the next glitch on Zwift we can all blame Jonathan
1: yeah why not <laughs> we can't not blame him then. So, like, in the- <laughs> no, I don't know. It, it's a risky move to allow that to happen. There's, a, there's something about, like, you can drop unencrypted files onto a client. That's fine. You can have a look through those. No worries at all. But when you start changing the gameplay or enticing others or incentivizing others to gameplay, such as joining a bot that's going the other way or something like that, and if that wow. takes the server down, there's a lot bigger ramifications than just hey look what I can do. It's like oh shit, <laughs> everyone can't ride. So that's my only concern there. Come, I mean this is from my wearing my IT security hat and yeah infrastructure and um, yeah continuity of service etc. So mm, mm.
0: Uh, an interesting uh, an interesting split on that. Uh, I'm going to sit in the middle and say I don't know enough about either side to express an opinion on that one. Um, okay, let's go racing.
4: Hello, I'm Rebecca Charlton, and welcome to round one of the Women's Kiss Super League, live here in Germany.
0: Okay, now, this, as Rebecca said, is week one of eight weeks of racing, with some of the finest female professional riders will go head to head on Zwift against some of the best riders taken from the Zwift community.
2: But here we go. The legs are definitely locking here. The watts are going. And here we go. The orange numbers right from the get-go here still do have a solid pack at this point of about 21-22 riders though, in the main pack that we are looking at.
0: But it didn't stay that way for long. The community-based All-Stars team selected by Rachel Elliott, who was also virtual DS on the night, soon started showing strongly, chased hard by what looked like the strongest opposition on paper at least. The Canyon Shram team.
4: I know a lot of the riders on there in real life, and I know just how strong they are. People like Alice Barnes. I, to be brutally honest, I expected people like Alice to be to be right up there at the finish. Well, the All Stars getting very organized at the front end of the pack right now. Out of the Aquarium, Sharon, for example, Sharon Bird, who was riding for the All Stars. She's a she's a very good climber, and you know each time she came out of the Aquarium, she'd be off the front, and that that created a bit of disruption.
2: We've got a little bit of kick here coming from the Dream Team going into those orange numbers it is going to be
4: McKay It's very very hard to break free from from a strong bunch but so yeah all all very exciting stuff
0: it sure was. The pack broke up quicker and more extensively than in the men's races, with the sprints certainly seeming to play a bigger part in splitting the bunch than in the equivalent men's events.
4: And we're coming on into the first sprint of the day. Really exciting race. I mean, there was all the hype online. You've got the really, really good commentary as well. 200 metres to go, it looks like. Tanya Areth now, it looks like, coming on with 10.4 watts. we 11 watts. coming from Tanya out here. And general, I think it made... Again, an even more exciting race than any of the men's races that we've seen and that's not at all being biased, I really really enjoyed it I mean it was excitement right from the start all the way to the finish so I thought it was a great great show as well as being a great great race.
2: Right now, There's the live shots there coming from the Canyon Tram team on site now with their Zwifts behind them,
0: they're hammering away. The coverage of the women's race was as good if not better than anything we've seen from the Zwift production team. Full disclosure I have been part of that for some of the races, but we still have a way to go. Behind the scenes, this is being heavily prioritised and both the men's and the women's series status as demonstration events will give some scope to learn lessons and finesse the coverage as a viewing experience. Watch this space. With distribution on so many platforms, getting accurate viewing figures can be tricky. My snapshot on YouTube showed the audience for the women about half that of the men, but that may not be fully representative, although it would correlate approximately with the in-real-life ratings for women's racing. Rachel Elliott is confident it will only grow.
4: We we will begin to see this, this elevated level of interest. I know I've seen you know men talking about it in an entirely um level way to they do t- to, to the men's racing and i think we will begin to see this sort of chicken and egg thing and, and i i think it's great i think what they're doing is great and i think the fact that they are promoting women on a level playing field um to the men i think it, it's great and that we get we get our own night to race um we're not you know, head to head with the men. We've got our Tuesday nights and men have got their Wednesday nights. So we've got, you know, every right to flourish and bloom just as much as the, the men's race does.
0: The All Stars' dominance of the race was rewarded at the line.
4: Got two All Stars in there: Bird, Hubach,
2: Bird, and Hubach. Now trying to make their way to the front and set things up perfectly for the All Stars
0: after a closely contested and thrilling sprint.
2: Up and out of the saddle now. Can she make it happen? I'm not sure it's going to happen for Harris. As it's going to be Air on the front. air hanging on, hanging on, just barely. It looks like it was Hubach, though, maybe nipping it at the line. We're going to have to look at the replay. I think
0: the winning margin was tiny, but Louise Hubach took the win and set the All-Stars up at the top of the leaderboard after round one. Rachel Elliott expects that the pros won't take it lying down.
4: They will improve as time goes on. So um, I think there will be some catching up to do, but equally the girls in the All-Stars team will be getting to know who they're riding against, so so they'll have an advantage as well and be able to see what the other riders have been doing and and play to their own strengths more too.
0: Nathan, a bit tricky for us, and we'll ask Shane to be an independent, independent third party on this, bit tricky for us because we're both involved, but I, the coverage of the women's race um, was, in my view... Outstanding, actually. I'm going to use that word. I mean, given the limitations that that faces in covering this stuff, um, I thought it was it was definitely the best yet. And and just a little sign of how exciting Swift could be as an eSport when you get the coverage. Not completely correct, but actually getting the coverage closer to a place where it ought to be. Do, do you agree, or, or, or do you ever wait? In fact, do you watch back? Coverage that you've been involved in and think mm, we could have done that better.
2: Yeah. I just sit around listening to myself talk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I never. I, <laughs> I, I, I cringe a little bit throughout watching it back. and but at the same time I need to, to, um, you know, hone the craft a little bit too. And so, um, but yes, as far as the, well, the women, man, they, take chances. I agree with Rachel. It was super exciting, but I mean, the guys have been doing so too with the teams that have been showing up to, to be tactical and race. I just feel like there's um, a little more pensive, like attitude, a little bit more. Um, this is a big risk to take and where the, uh, if they're, if they try and make any attacks, the, the first race, there were a lot of attacks in the men's race, but uh, that kind of calmed down. It got a little more tactical as the races progressed. Um, the women, I mean, they just, it seemed like we're attacking left and right and we're able to make moves happen a little bit more. Uh, some people but yeah, say, okay, hang on, but hang on. let me,
0: let me just pull you back, which you've, you've, you've Yeah, no, you, yeah, you, you, yeah. you, you've, you've very modestly steered away from which, which is the coverage, which I do think is important. If, if this thing has a future as an esport, it has to have a product that people are, wants to you know, want to be able to watch, and a lot of that is getting the narrative, and the uh, you know the narr- the race narrative right, and and the and the technical coverage correct, so that it's a good viewing experience. I mean, do you, uh, do you think that that women's race, partly because of the nature of the race, but partly because of the nature of the coverage, was getting a step closer to that?
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Seeing the. Um... Seeing what the winner, had, or well, what the runner-ups had gone through, at least you know, we with uh, with the Canyon Tram team right there, having the live riders is a huge thing. I watched Eva uh, Buchholz win the German national championship. Uh, uh, there was something on the socials. I just with a little bit of a tear, my eye, like seeing how much she put in and how happy she was coming across the line there uh that was huge and 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 the, yeah
0: yeah yeah, absolutely yeah,
2: those yeah. moments are like what make me go yeah this is definitely something that can be a sport that people will celebrate the pinnacle of what we're all chasing after in bike racing you know so um because that's really what it's all about is that celebration of the efforts that we see out there so if we can get more expression of that i think we need more expression of that in game though i mean um because if we can't get the live riders somehow they need to be able to express themselves <laughs> maybe in some way you know or Who knows what, but, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, definitely the coverage was, was much better, uh, too, you know, um, and, uh, I, you know, I think you were, you were involved in a little bit of that though, Simon. Uh,
0: Yeah, well, I wasn't involved in, in, in the, well, I've, I've played a small part. I wasn't actually there for the, for the, for the women's race, um, because there was some, uh, uh, there were some doctors attending to my knee issue, shall we say, around that point. Um, but, um... Some some of the things I wanted to see had had worked their way into the broadcast, and I, and I, it sounds like I'm blowing my own trumpet here, but there were just some basic stuff that that for me just made it easier to watch. Shane, you can can be a good referee here because Nathan and I I think are a bit too close to it, and I know you've got your 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 doubts about this whole thing. And yes, we have a long long way to go on some real basics like you know. The most basic one, which is just getting the game itself more ready for racing, which it just kind of isn't at the moment. But all of those doubts aside, do you think that a step forward is being taken as the KISS Super League progresses?
1: Oh, I was just about to tee off on this one, but you've sort of posed a question where I've got to say, yeah, yeah, it's doing well. It's, it's moving <laughs> forward. Um, but look, I'll tee off anyway. Look, I'm I'm sick and tired of being told how big this is going to be, how big this is going to be. This is going to be the biggest thing. How, God damn it, when is it going to be something then? I'm, I'm tired of mm. the what it will be. When is it? When is it going to be So that's got to be now. It has to be now. You have one shot at showing this new sport to people. And if they come in and see something that should have been prepared a lot longer, a lot earlier, and they're not happy with it, they're not going to come back. Those who taste Dr. Pepper, have you ever tasted Dr. Pepper? You probably do it once. You ain't going back to that. So don't let Zwift or the eSports side of Zwift be the Dr. Pepper side of things. Just something as simple as the lighting I'm seeing. They're the same color, like the riders and the promo shots, everyone's the same color as the background. That has one place in this world, and that's in the military. You want to blend into the background. With Swift. you want to be front and center and bright and right in the lights. It's got to be something as simple as that. The feedback rolling in as well on the live streams, look, there's good, there's bad. There's everybody inside the bubble in there loving it and supporting everyone. That's cool. But there's also some feedback in there that's on the edge. It's quite negative, but it's coming from people who are spending their time wanting to be entertained by this, their eyes are right there. They you Zwift and this esport has their attention. They have to be listened to. If it's just crap posts, then fine, they can be deleted. But there's a lot of common sense being posted in the comments. So I completely to. agree. Yeah.
0: I totally um, agree. There are some real good points in there. You know, there are people yeah, asking, that's... you know, for basics that ought to be present. And well, I think but... you I think you have an excellent point there about, you know, the kind of Dr. Pepper point as, you know, a certain uh, I was going to use the word rival, but I actually wouldn't dignify it by saying it's even a rival to Zwift at the moment. But, you know, as as, as somebody <laughs> has uh, found out recently, first impressions are very, very, very important. You know, the Dr yeah, Pepper test, sure. you know, quite right too.
4: No, I did see that come on.
0: Zwift have prepared the ground for this by saying these are demonstration events. I mean, is that is that a figly... <laughs> nah,
1: the- no, that doesn't sit with me. They've been. This has been coming for three years. This is like a plane being taken, like on the runway, take ready to take off. We know what's in the plane. We know what it's going to deliver. The cargo's right there. the The people are waiting at the other end. It's still on the runway. God damn it! Three years. That's a quite a long run up there. But look, having said <laughs> that, listening to the uh, the feedback, the kilometres to go was being screamed for, and that has been yeah, implemented, yeah. which is fantastic. And yeah. you know, which group are we watching? That's now been implemented. Fantastic. But these yeah. things need to be done six months ago on like private servers on test servers yeah, it yeah. to be oiled but i mean that's me sort of commenting from having one foot inside the bubble one foot at the other side of the bubble and like really really wanting this to succeed but being told over and over again that it will it will one day but mm-hmm.
0: uh, well it's, uh, it's it's back it's back to that thing that i think all three of us and 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 many within the community do find frustrating with Swift, which is that the pace at which we want things to happen, there is a very, very serious mismatch with the pace at which things actually do happen. Now, there's there's a sweet spot somewhere there in the middle, which is, you know, the pace at which things actually can happen in a in a well-run company with a demanding community and lots of priorities. And, and the question is, is is that sweet spot in the right place? And that's well. That's the kind of stuff that keeps us going for ages and ages on the Zwift, on the Zwiftcast, so let's not pronounce about that too much at the moment. But I, I, I do think it's yeah, yeah, we'd all like to see things happen a little bit quicker. I think, I think is fair to say now. Okay, I'm, we're just going to move this conversation on a bit because I, I mean, uh, I get your point. Uh, Shade about everyone saying it's going to be big it's going to be big it's going to be big but actually you know it is such a vibrant area right now I mean we've just seen and I I struggle to get my head around exactly how this will work but the World Tour Team Movistar has announced its own competition on the Be Cool platform apparently it's a series of live events based on parts of real life race courses I mean the big grand tour courses culminating in a live final in Madrid towards the end of the cycling season now Not much detail on this, to be honest, but perhaps the single most interesting bit of this is actually plucked from behind the scenes. Movistar's parent company is the giant Spanish corporation Telefonica, which operates all over the globe. And, you know... Let's not underestimate the size of these people. This is one of the biggest telcos in the world. It's not only one of the biggest telcos in the world. According to Forbes in 2017, it was the 110th largest company of any kind by market cap in the whole world. Telefonica is huge. They have money to burn. Um And they are now um, through a subsidiary, through a tattoo in the water, whatever. But this is Telefonica getting involved in this. Uh, Shane, I would imagine... um... Swift CEO Eric Minney is keeping a very, very close eye on that one.
4: Mm, yeah,
1: that was interesting news announced this week. Um, and they've gone pretty hard on it, calling it an eSport, calling it a series and launching their own website. My question is, is it a move by the company and by the board of the company to get into this? Or is it just a cycling fan inside the company who holds a yeah. position? That's, yeah, yeah, that's going to be yeah. the big question. If it's a company move into this, yeah. it could be very dangerous for Swift. Oh, I mean, competition is good. Um, but it could be like, well, they could put a bit of money behind this. Or is it sort of like a James Packers involved or a, a Rupert Murdoch son? Or, yeah. um, for example, um, here in Australia, we have. Um Jerry Ryan, who's behind um, well, Mitchelton Scott, who was Green Edge, etc. So without him, sort of wouldn't exist. It's not really a company move; it's more yeah. of a personal thing. So that's that's my question about. This yeah, game. yeah, no, that's a, that's an
0: excellent point. I mean, you do get these people who have got a bit of budget in uh, in great big companies that, that 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 can pursue a pet project, and that might be. Ha- related to cycling. So it could be one of those, oh, but it could be a huge strategic move by Telefonica. Who Nobody knows the answer to that. If it's the latter, I mean, wow, very interesting. Nathan, I mean, I've very little experience of Be Cool as a platform, but I can only imagine it will face similar challenges that Zwift does in terms of the, the credibility of racing on it.
2: Yeah, the last time I interacted with Be Cool was at a trade show and they told me I had to buy a Be Cool only, um, it didn't look like there were a lot of people on the platform. It just, I didn't pique my interest right off the bat. And I was already on Zwift beta at that point. It was a long time. It was like four years ago, but, um, yeah, as far as credibility goes, I mean, that for me, credibility like, is kind of starting to go, um, becoming not the policing is becoming really self-evident within the community with Zwift and be cool would have to have its own. It's not talking about the, the community racing. It's talking about professional racing right off the bat. And so yeah. I, I yeah. think it's yeah. just kind of built into the assumptions that are happening with, um with a series and all that kind of stuff. It looks really like a, a marketing tool. I don't know, I don't understand what they're trying to sell. Like,
0: no, no, no. I mean, there's, there's scant detail on the, on you know how I mean, are we going to see Movistar's stars, grand tour team in this? Well, I, I I doubt it. Is it is it for an open event for? For views as a beaker, I mean, you know, there's not a lot of detail about it. It must be, it 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 must be said.
2: I mean, I could see them going after esports overall down the road to be like the verified platform because they have pros right off the bat, and they just go right to that that area, like boom, right. And it has nothing to do with selling more be cool. I mean, they just happen to be the thing that's kind of you. I don't know. it's It's weird that they're just jump because Zwift has an entire community of racers, like a whole bunch of community of racers. and it's all ecosystem. Be cool. I don't think they have any ecosystem of racing that I understand at all that would support uh, an upward movement. no,
0: but they've got but they've got a platform. They've got a platform. I mean, I think the common link here, you know, maybe one that. That's the obvious one, which is that they're, they're a Spanish company, Bicura, a Spanish company, you know, and it might be they've got somebody very, very, very effective in sales who's managed to sell this plan to to Movistar. Who knows? We don't know much about it, but it is super interesting and one that I'm certain will be monitored very, very closely, uh, not least by us. Shane, last question on, the, on this one. Do you think we're going to see this whole thing develop in a competitive or a collaborative manner? I mean, the arguments for a collaborative manner are so strong, but we live in a competitive world. It looks to me as though it's more likely to be arms race than loving. What do you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's um, everyone's going to be inventing the virtual wheel over and over again as little islands. That's just the uh, the marketplace as it is. The only things they collaborate on would be Ant Plus, maybe Bluetooth. Um, we're talking yeah, FTMs and Ant Plus FEC and things like that. They're sort of standards across the board. But when it comes to the sport itself, um, no like things like drafting, things like uh, regulation of weight or users and things like that. No, everyone's going to have to develop those um, independently because we just don't see these companies talking to each other. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a dog-eat-dog world. Um, mm. yeah, I wish it was different, so but that's just the way business goes.
0: We'll end up in a VHS Betamax position and then something will emerge as, as the victor. I mean, this this could be where if there was any vision, or indeed, resource um, at the UCI. Somebody at the UCI said, "Okay, let's let's invent the EUCI and get in early here and start yeah, absolutely to regulate Nth it straight away, yep. some standards and acting as a go-between." you know, between competitive bodies. Um, Yeah, yeah, and to their credit,
1: CVR went a little bit down that route already, um, establishing quite a lot of um, policy and things around their Mm. organization. They were probably a little bit too early, but it needs buy-in from everyone. And from buy-in from everyone, you've got to sort of break down a few barriers of uh, corporate – um, what would you call it? Competitiveness. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 people yeah, just have to work together, and that just doesn't really happen in business, unfortunately.
0: No. Well, it needs buying, and it also needs validation from from real world organisations. Um, mm-hmm. You know, which leads us into my um, last little bit on this. And apologies for banging on so much about racing, but it is such the vibrant area at, at the moment. It's it's stuff where the spotlight is settling because stuff is really happening. Now, you know, with validation from outside bodies, we saw um, certainly in the UK the qualifiers for the British National Esports Championships backed by British Cycling. Um, obviously, these took place alongside all the other national champs in all the other countries, uh, uh, well, many of the other countries. I was in and out of the streams all day long, looked really successful to me, actually, huge um participation, both um, in spectating and uh, riding uh, looked, looked really successful to me. I know you were on duty throughout, Nathan. And it, it, certainly in the case of, of Britain, the finalists, the top ten, will battle it out for a proper jersey. We don't know what it's going to be called yet, but a proper jersey in a live event towards the end of March. And that is likely to be extremely high profile. That event, Shane, I think that will hit cycling media big time, and I think it will probably make its way across into mainstream media uh, uh, on that really now we we've kind of covered this a little bit in our early discussions about this only being a demonstration event but but that label you for sure you're going to see being applied to the british cycling thing because there's going to be so much attention on it there's going to be a lot of potentially very critical eyes on this, not, not, not only uh, uh, you know the standard of coverage, but the actual thing itself. This, is, this is, could be a big moment, I think, don't you?
1: Yeah, there's already a lot of critical eyes on Zwift and the racing. We even saw this week with the lead-up um, with the qualification race, a lot of the pros discussing the pros and cons of Zwift and Zwift as a sport. Uh, it's a tricky one. I think it all comes down to what's being sold or what's being told. And um, I think it was, was it Ian Bibby? Look, I can't recall who exactly it was on Twitter. They said, look, it's cycling, but not cycling as in outside cycling. It's, it's just as hard. It's just as, you know, credible.
0: Yeah, I saw but that quote. I saw that not. quote. Yeah. So
1: that was a really good way of doing that. It's really hard. It's, it,
0: it, it's racing. It's just not. It's just a different kind of racing. Yeah, exactly.
1: Now, we don't get this resentment for um, mountain biking or cyclocross or, say, the Red Hook Crit, which has mm. been cancelled, but, yeah. you know, the fixed gear racing, which has now been – just if we can just – sort of twist the message a little bit towards it's just another discipline. It's not going to take over. It's not taking food from the table. It's not taking races yeah. away from outside. It's just an option for people to try. So it's that's the cell that needs to, I guess, get into um, the people's heads who are critical about this because there's nothing to be angry about. Um, but cyclists, there's a long tradition of cyclists. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a reason why we're still riding bicycles made of three triangles. <laughs> it's uh, a lot of tradition, but It's all about the way it's sold. If that's done correctly, we'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree with that. It's a different discipline and it's an addition, a complement, not a replacement or a substitution. And that is such an important message. Nathan, this is a gamble, particularly the British thing. I mean, I'm focused on that because I know know how prestigious the endorsement from from BC is and how hard that was to get. But sooner or later, if virtual bike racing as an eSport really does have a future you're going to have to put it on the line. Yeah, for sure. And I think
2: just in the qualifier, it showed to really uh, shine. For I mean, we have uh, amongst the preliminary results, I don't think the official results for who's getting an invite to the live final have been released. But right in there, uh, for the Madison Genesis boys are there. You know, we've got um, some of the all-stars from the community that are already racing in the Kiss Super League. You already have these personalities coming forward. It's being put on the line because you have professionals starting to rise in this esport. You're starting to have professionals rise in this discipline that they're putting the time, the energy in, getting the results. They're verified. What more do you need? Let's, it's, it's time to put the show on. You know, I know Shane's saying, let's show it to you. Well, the boys are showing up and they're showing that they want to race. And so now we need to give them the venues to do it in, and I think British Cycling coming alongside with Zwift and making these events happen is going to put the show on. Now we just got to execute well when it comes to turning the lights and the cameras on. Especially
0: the lights, yes. Especially the lights (laughs) (laughs) There will be some some pressure in that area. I mean, and I agree with you. I mean, Madison Genesis have, you know, taken this by the scruff of the neck and they've got involved. They've committed. They're serious. People like Mould and and, and Bibi, you know, they're putting stuff on social. You can see the personality coming through. Um, I mean, you know, they have played a top, top game, I think, Madison Genesis in this. The kind of polar opposite to Cofidis, and I'm not going to get into that debate um, here because we've had it already, and I do think that that is a much more complicated uh, situation than it first appears. I, I, I don't blame the coffee riders. I think there's some, some failures elsewhere, though. But Madison Genesis have really, really seized this opportunity, and and I would argue strongly, strongly to their to their credit and uh, and their success. You know, good on them. Well done. Okay. Well, uh, all coming up in the next few weeks. We of course will be keeping close eyes on it. Right on. All right, lads, well, another one has uh, has flown by. A few loose ends to tidy up. Let's pause for some appropriate music. It's with great sadness that we report the official death of Jarvis Island. Confirmed in a comment by Eric Min, Jarvis Island, the original Zwift world, is officially consigned to history. We will never see it again. It's a sad day, boys. Uh, Rumour has it, if you know the right people and get the right file, actually, you can still ride Jarvis. But for the vast majority of Zwifters, they will never, never, ever, ever have the chance to ride the original. Nathan, are you are you grieving? It's funny
2: you bring this up. I'm getting. Lots of memory, lots of Facebook memories are coming through with Jarvis Island pictures in my (laughs) Facebook feed because it's four years ago exactly to some of these days that I was putting base miles in with all these new random people from all over the world that I was swifting with. My original setup was in here and I was going to share it actually how broken it (laughs) looked compared to what I'm working with. Um, But uh, I, I don't understand why can't we have? I don't know. I don't. Like, we're talking about game modes and secret world zeros and stuff that are out there. Jarvis was awesome. It's like the best crit course ever. I think the best battles I've had were on Jarvis with random Z Power people who thought they were professional athletes.
0: I mean, you sure this is not tinged by nostalgia?
2: Completely. Completely. 100%. But that Italian music will
1: never leave. Never. Shane,
0: can you see the rest of your life unfolding in a happy manner without the presence of Jarvis Island in it?
1: Look, speaking of Jarvis and what you guys were saying about nostalgia, it, it was the not the Dr. Pepper scenario. We all drank the Call Age straight away because they got it right. They got it right. We got in our bikes and went, oh my God, this is amazing. It changes gradient. We can erase everyone. And that's exactly where this esports stuff needs to go to as well. But speaking back to Jarvis, I missed that little. Um, what will we refer to it as little plug of an island it's um yeah good memories there of racing everybody and uh yeah, and then that one day it swung around and went the other way, just like Lost Island, <laughs> where like the magnetic changes and I miss that place. And and the capital of Jarvis Island, which I may have mentioned before, is called Millersville. <laughs> if you look it up on Wikipedia, there's no one who lives there. There's no town there. It's just this deserted whatever it is. And it's there's a town called Millersville. No link, but I will have to go there yeah. one day.
0: Uh, it is sad. Obviously it's sad for for, you know, those of us who've been around a long, long time and and that, that kind of magic of those first few days when, you know, Zwift or anybody's first few days on Zwift were, were on Jarvis, if you go way back. And that 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 moment, which we've forgotten now, haven't we? That moment when you got on this and it was like, whoa, this is good. And 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 we whinge and bitch and moan about all the stuff we can't have fast <laughs> enough now. But, do, you know, do you remember that first you know, that first experience when you got on and you thought, wow,
1: this is something completely different. And, of course, that the community was there straight away yeah. as well. I've got somebody commenting on my Strava ride today who I met on Jarvis. Yeah. So with this but the community is still there from that as well. So, uh, yeah, take me back. Yeah. Take me back. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe it is better, as, as Eric says, that it's preserved only in memory. You know, I mean, I'm sure they've got excellent reasons for it. I don't know what they are, but – uh, they must have good reasons for it. But it, 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 it's a sad day, and, and Eric does appear to have rammed with a very large hammer the the final nail into the coffin. Jarvis, RIP. Okay, well, last bit of hack news. i give giving far too much air time to our friend at Zwift Hype, Jonathan Levy, this week. But, um, but dear Jonathan... Um, <laughs> You've got to hand it to the guy; he's so determined and committed. He found a way to ride Richmond reverse a while ago. Um, I, well, because you can, I guess, or maybe because you can't. And I mean, this had kind of assumed for a certain certain cadre of, of obsessed Zwifter that this had kind of got a bit of a Holy Grail status, actually. But and Jonathan found a way of doing it, and I think he posted it. Um, I didn't do it, I have to say, but um, but 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 the reason it has come up for discussion here is uncharacteristically. I don't think I've ever really seen them do this. Zwift very 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 quickly put a stop to that. Nathan, why do you think they did that? I have no. That's weird. Like, I have no idea,
2: like, what is going on in the depths of Zwift? Like, I I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they're going to break something or... That
0: can be only be the reason. Like that,
2: yeah. I mean, is something going to break if we ride Richmond in reverse? (laughs) I'm thinking about that. Like, (laughs) I'm not sure. Like, why would you want to ride reverse? (laughs) Or, okay, I could also see, like, he accessed something that other people couldn't, and if he was live streaming it or promoting it, and then there's, like some sort of weird workaround that broke a terms of service somehow, or, you know, they wouldn't want people being promoted to do something that you're not supposed to do. I don't know if that makes sense, but, you know, that's the only...
0: It was a weird one, Shane. It was a weird one. You don't often see Zwift close something down and that fast.
1: Mm, yeah, as I mentioned earlier on, if this did have ramifications greater than just a one single user or just a few users, if this actually broke servers or buffer overflowed something and crashed servers because it was an exception that hadn't been programmed for, that's the problem. And they do need to shut these things down because, again, the the, the risk, it's just the risk. It really is. It's I mean, it's a bit of fun, cool, yeah, but it's there's just too many people that could be affected by this in the wrong ways.
2: Think about it. Think about it. You that's the only world you can't ride backwards on. There must be a reason for it. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. so if it's built yeah. into the code that you can't do it, yeah, then and he figured out a way to do it, then maybe there is something that's gonna break because yeah. they haven't implemented it. So that's the only thing I could think of.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, me too. I mean, they, you know, people don't act in an entire. Well, some people do, but you know, people who run a company like Swift don't act in an entirely random manner. There has to be a reason, a reason for that. So, um, a bit of a slap on the wrist for you, there, my friend Jonathan. I think maybe, yeah. I mean, you can't not love him, can you? Because he's so enthusiastic and committed, but, but. You could see how you might be annoying sometimes to certain people. Anyway, keep at it, Jonathan. Keep testing those ba- those boundaries. Um, okay, fellas. Uh, well, that's it. Another packed one. Uh, that has absolutely flown by. Um, any other business from you? Shane, you are annoying me with all those pictures of of endless blue skies that uh, that you're posting at the moment. I mean, are you getting some indoor time at the moment or or is the lure of the outside too great?
1: No, I've jumped on the hump day ride a couple of weeks back and we've live streamed that. And there's always power meters that need to be tested and the best place to test power meters and obviously indoor trainers is inside. And when it is really, really hot, best place to be, it's inside. So I still like riding my bike, so I've got to do it somewhere. It's indoors.
0: Um bit I don't know if you want to talk about it on this with Casper, but you've got a little bit of a sorta of bombshelly video coming
1: up, I think. Uh, any one of my videos could be interpreted as a bombshell, I think. It just depends <laughs> what the law firms watching on the day. Um, yeah, look, I'm testing a lot of power meters, and I'm testing a Tour de France proven power meter at the moment, and it's just not doing what I want it to do. Um, I'm questioning me throughout the whole video. There's a lot of disappointment faces in the video, and a lot of hmm. But do watch, because right at the very end, uh, Ariana Grande. In llama form makes an appearance because I had to mm. have some fun when the data doesn't look any good. So yeah, stay tuned for that one. <laughs>
0: uh, well, I'm struggling uh, 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 given the encyclopedic knowledge you would expect me to have a, of Argyblande's um, body of work, <laughs> 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 which is completely which is completely zero. Um, I'm struggling to uh, to get that reference, but I will watch the video to uh, to make sure I do. Nathan, my friend, does your voice ever get tired? <laughs>
2: That's funny. Um, good question. What, I mean, because there were a lot of broadcasts this week, wasn't there? I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, All day long. Yeah. So. It's, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, not really. I mean, if I get, I, ch- I hide sickness pretty well too when it's time to work. But um, you know, we're doing lots of broadcasts, and I have lots of fun doing it. And uh, you know, I also have five kids. Um, so <laughs> I get to talk to them a lot yeah, yeah. all day. It's lots of training, <laughs> yeah, lots yeah. of training, making sure everybody stays in line. So it's essentially what broadcast is all about just keep everybody in line, let them know what's yeah, happening. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it's still plenty of, of, of I mean, the, the, the Kiss Super League must be pretty much your main focus at the moment. Yeah, that's it? what's yeah.
2: happening. So it's Kiss Super League, it's uh, the men's and the women's, the Kiss Community League. Uh, there's a couple other. We've been community things happening, too, that uh, some other people are looking to promote. And uh, if they can get them off the ground, then we will be broadcasting them. Uh, so, yeah, that's happening. But it's it's almost, uh, I mean, this past week, it was, what, it was um, six days of broadcasting, yeah. at least. And the product, with the production levels going up, the prep is, like, way more. It used to be when it was just, like, a KISS or a WBR or something, the prep was... 10 minutes if we have everything in place and, and we could do like three races a day. Now it's like one race a day and it feels like you just like ran a marathon sometimes. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I do, you know, it's it does get, I mean, it does get a little tiring, but uh, I love it though at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah well, it's going very well. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying the, the, the Kiss Super Leagues, really enjoying them and, and seeing the progression from week to week uh, is, is great to see. And uh, thoroughly enjoying your commentary, Nathan. Don't listen to those people who, who have issues with it. Really good commentators are polarizing. <laughs> you know, people either like them or they don't. Uh, so I think that puts you into the category of really good commentator. You stick with it, my friend. Okay. Uh, Shane, Nathan, uh, a pleasure. This really has flown by. I know I say that every week, but but this really has done. Um Once again, just apologies to regulars with cast listeners. I know the frequency of the podcast hasn't been everything I wanted it to be this indoor season, but you know what the reasons for that is, are uh, those reasons are slowly 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 uh, being dealt with um, in a successful manner which I'm happy to report um, and on that note I will say thank you very very much indeed to Shane and Nathan lovely to talk to you both guys see you next time thanks guys
1: cheers thanks boys talk soon Cheers.
0: just the usual bit of housekeeping so I am completely clear with everybody who listens as support the podcast which means they pay me to make it. Um, But we have editorial independence on the Zwiftcast, which effectively means that Zwift have no influence whatever over anything we say during the podcast. Thank you very much indeed for listening. See you next time.